You're listening to the Coach Up Podcast, where coaches come to learn how to build their coaching businesses to six figures and beyond. I'm Kanisha Hart, your host. Here on the podcast, I get the privilege of interviewing coaches who've already made six and seven figures in their coaching business and are willing to pull back the veil and share with you the strategies, the habits, the techniques, and the tools they use to build to that level so you can do the same. Whether you are a new coach just starting out, or you've been in the business for a while, but you aren't seeing the growth and the revenue you desire, the Coach Up Podcast will give you insight on what you can do next and what you can do now to accelerate or revive growth in your business. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Coach Up Podcast. Let's go ahead and get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Touch Up Podcast. I'm Kenesha Hart, your host. I'm super excited to be here with you, Deb, because as I do, I love to have my guests tell people who they are and what they do, because you do a much better job of introducing yourself than I do. But I'm very excited to talk to you, not only because of what you do, but also because of a huge event that you have coming up that we are definitely going to talk about for all of my ladies who are listening. So Deb, please introduce yourself and tell people who you are and what you do. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I love a chance to get to know people deeper, right? I mean, that's what this whole thing is about. And I just love the impressions that podcast makes. I'm fortunate enough, I get to have one as well. And uh, it just makes such for a, a, a richer experience with somebody. So, okay, tell you who I am. Well, I am heading into my 32nd year of entrepreneurship. Um, I consider myself definitely a servant leader. Um, I came from the music industry and went into a sector that didn't exist yet. And that's called the health and wellness sector. Um, I went to my first home party at eight years old when my mother sold Tupperware because my dad had decided to go elsewhere and didn't financially lean into my mother's needs. Was that a nice, was that elegant? That was, I that think was, that was elegant. very well. That was so elegant. Okay. So I went to my first circle of commerce when my mom decided to sell Tupperware and I sat there at an eight, as an eight years old. And I watched these women in commerce and community supporting each other, laughing, talking about things, honestly, I should not have been listening to. Um, maybe that's why I've been drawn to the industry, but it was the first time that made an impression on me and it has not stopped. And I, that it was 50 years ago. So I am a huge, strong advocate of economic platforms that support women and the direct sales platform, as much as someone may not understand it or know it is the multi-level marketing, network marketing, relationship marketing, party plan, affiliate platform that has no ceiling levels for women. I've been playing in that field. I created two companies. I know what it's like to walk across the stage a whole bunch of times um, because I was in service and it is in North America, the number one leading sector for women being able to be millionaires. It actually is 85% of the 13% of women that are millionaires are in this sector. And so I have been a top performance trainer there for, well, let's just say a few years now. Um, And I love that arena. I just love that arena. So um, let's talk about that today. Economic platforms for women. Glory. Hallelujah. Absolutely. What you just, the statistic that you just gave of 85% of the 13% of women who are millionaires are in the direct sales area. I think it is an area that has not, has gotten a bad rap and that people want to stay away from. Uh, And you said you've built two companies, right? And so I want to talk about a couple of those things in that arena. One, talk a little bit really quickly, Deb, about where you see the direct sales marketing has 
become a turnoff for people or where people are hesitant to get into it, what some of those maybe myths are and why they're they're just not true. Yeah, they don't serve, you know. Um, I like to use an analogy. So first of all, the direct sales industry, there sometimes people, when they think of the direct sales industry, they think of two things. They think of 10 companies, which by the way, were thousands of companies, right? Or they think of an experience that they had way back a time ago where maybe they bought jewelry or laundry soap or something, something or Tupperware, whatever it is, they bought some things with this idea of a dream of being able to make a business, right? And so, you know what? Um, I say this with grace and love. I'm just going to say that there's normally five things that kind of trickle off for someone that's been in the experience. And here's the interesting thing. Like I've had that conversation. And I'm like, you know, um, I support direct sales professionals and people go, oh, and I'm like, no, 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 please stop right there. And that, oh, because I really want women to understand and men to understand that this platform is a true full um, entrepreneurial with support type of venture it is. I, honestly, it is the best training and business that you can get. I say it's a personal development program with a product, but many times people go back, well, you know, I, I, I was in direct sales and I'm like, I could tell, I look on your face and they're like, I'm like, so how long ago was that? They're like, well, I don't know, probably about 10, 15 years ago. And I'm like, okay. And they talk about their experiences if it's live today. So mm. I say, well, you were in two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, your aunt, you know, ended up with a whole bunch of laundry soap because she didn't, whatever it didn't, whatever. Um, and how many years ago was that? Five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. One, every industry has changed. Right. <laughs> two, you have changed, right? Three, the world has changed. And so a lot of times I'm like, would you date the same person you dated 15 years ago? Now, if you're married to them, yay. But are they the same person? So sometimes people have a past experience in whatever in life, mm -hmm. and they assume that it's the same now. So that's one thing. Two, the other thing is it might have been the wrong timing. It might have been the wrong company for them. It might have been the wrong product for them. They could have maybe got in because their girlfriend did, or their husband did, or their wife did, or their neighbor did, or they were helping out a friend, or they didn't probably sit down. Now, I'm not talking about, look at everybody. I can teach you in half an hour how to make $1,000 a month in this industry. I mean, that's not a given. But when you're looking for that continual five monthly or six monthly or whatever it is that you're looking for, six yearly, whatever you're looking for, you need to take a look at it as a business. So my question to them is, did you look at this as a business? Did you lean on it as a hobby? Because it probably gave you hobby results. And now look at that's not their fault. It is a industry that allows everyone. There's no application process per se. So there's all sorts of different learning. I never say that a business bad failed, like my partner, like there's not a bad business experience because it's just like relationships. It will teach you something about yourself. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of get a little, what people call Janice Joplin. I'm like, it could have been the wrong company. It could have been the wrong compensation plan for you. Like it really could have. And so as a compensation plan specialist, it's the first thing I do when I work with someone, let's break into your compensation plan and see if what you think you can do, you can actually do. And let's see how many hours it'll take. Don't tell me it's going to happen in four hours a month. If you want to make six figures, it's just not a, it's not, you wouldn't do that in any other business. So what I want to say is when it comes to the direct sales industry, sometimes it's been the fault of the industry way back when it first started about selling the dream and making people understand that they could, but not being truthful on the investment that it took. And no one knew about entrepreneurship 20 years ago. Come on. No, everyone thought all you needed to do was some grit. 
we know it's a little different now, but we also are also way more willing to do the grit than we were 20 years ago, right? It seemed to be like a people treated MLM like a, like a lottery ticket. I just need mm -hmm. to find one person. When did you ever just need to find one customer to make a business work? So I'm a little hardcore like that. And then I'm like, it's changed and probably so have you, right? Yeah. It's changed and so have you. Sometimes you didn't have the right upline. Maybe it was your best friend. What did she know about business, right? Maybe it's, you know what I mean? Look, I was in a company that um, that, that got embezzled. Okay. Like, like I, like we joined me and my, me and my daughter's father, we joined and all of a sudden it's like, oh, the company's not there anymore. You know, um, those things happen in business, <clears throat> right? Um, I joined, get this. I was the number one person in acquisition in for in 10 countries for 200,000 people for five years in a row, never been done in one company. But I joined a company before that. I was younger, probably mm -hmm. had more energy before kids. And, um, and the person who signed me up, never called me again. Mm. Now I could have, I could have taken that. What a, that, what a bad paycheck person that was like, I'd love to find that person. It was my girl, my girlfriend got me in and she, her friend signed her. I'd love to go back to that person today and go, Oh, you know, I ended up running a multi, multi, multi million dollar in organization. Right. You might, I should have called, but those things happen. They mm -hmm. happen. Right. And I think it's just about, so the industry has changed the whole world has changed and affiliate marketing, relationship marketing, network marketing. I don't care what you call it, side gig, income, whatever it is. If you take your five hours and run it like a business, you're going to get a five hour paycheck like a business. That's such a good point because so many people, as you said, especially when it comes to direct sales, will sell the work two hours a week and make $300 extra a month or $300 a week and make $1,200 or even work three hours a week and you'll be able to get the six hundred the hundred thousand yeah. dollars because of your upline. And so for those of you all who are listening who may not be familiar with direct sales, upline simply is one of the terms that's used in the industry for the team that you build. Um mm -hmm. tons of ways that that may happen, but the team that you build. Yeah. MLM is another acronym um that Deb said that yeah. it's multi-level marketing, right? So those yeah. are just some, so you you all will know, oh, okay, what is she talking about? Y'all don't have to go Google it. Because as we yeah, do yeah, yeah. in industry jargon, we just talk in industry jargon. We know yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, but I want to say this. I want to say this as much as I tell people that um, it's got some, you know, it's got some grit to it with the right person beside you. And I can honestly tell you this because I didn't want to get involved in the last company. My daughter convinced me because she used the product and her face changed. And my daughter's like, let's do this. She was 19 years old. I'm like, no, she said, yes. I said, no. I mean, how many have teen? Like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, so we do it and honest God's truth within 60 days. And I was running a private health studio 12 hours a day. I had 18 staff and I was full game. And I was going through a marital status change just to reframe that for anybody. And, um, we did in 60 days. Um, hit a check I'd never seen called and said, Hey, you, your Lexus car is en route. And um, I was able to, my big dream was to pay for a school for my son he needed, which was $32,000 a year. There was no way I could see that. And I had my kid in that school in 18 months. So I don't want to say that you can't have things happen quickly. It is the benefit of compound interest, which is what happens when you build a team. If you have an active upline, yay. Right. But it is possible. It happens all the time. I just don't want everyone to think that that's a good excuse to not like the industry. Yeah. And I think one thing that's important, Deb, is when you did that with your daughter, you had already been in a company where you'd already acquired the skills in order to know 
you can cut through the chase. You can cut through the red tape of what somebody new coming into the business may think, oh, I need or do that might not get them to results that quickly. And I think that's important to relate this to business um, because as you just said, like a direct sales company, uh, being a direct indirect sales is a business when you treat it as a business. And so the same way that you probably wouldn't open your new pet sitting company or your new fan franchise for, I won't use Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is probably an exception, but a normal franchise that you're not going to immediately expect that customers going to immediately come in the door. You're brand new to a business. You know exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. If you're new to the business and you're new to that industry or you're a new entrepreneur, there's a learning curve with everything regardless, right? And so when you come in with experience such as yourself, you can say, no, I've already been top in 10 countries, top producer, number one. I know what to do but you didn't know what to do when you first started. And all of that Ex learning curve has to be in there. Exactly. And even let's let's use the franchise Chick-fil-A. Do you know that when you send sign a franchise contract that you sign and authorize that you expect not to make money for the first five years? Hmm. And right. And do they work? Yes. So, I mean, some are probably maybe sooner than five years, but by nature, you're laying down 100 50,000 or $250,000 or whatever. So um, it's, it's an investment and yay for the hobbyists. Look at there's companies that I buy their products from and I get a deal if my girlfriend's like, Oh my gosh, your hair looks great. What do you do? I'm like, Oh, well, well I'll go talk to my girlfriend. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, doing this for products for free, doing this for an extra thousand dollars a month to build your coaching, your pet sitting, your uh, like particularly coaches, right. You know, health and wellness coaches. Uh, you know what? Every hairdresser I know, you know, it makes a lot more money on the product sometimes than the three hours they spend on your hair that they make 150 bucks for. That's 50 bucks an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> Never right. mind their products. So, and their rent and everything else. So, um, it's perfectly fine to do a side gig, side gig. Mm -hmm. Most people do. Most people that end up with six figures a year just wanted to get on the product, but it's cool to be a hobbyist. Just don't blame the industry when you make a hobby paycheck. Absolutely. 110%. The thing I want to definitely move into as we talk yeah. about the direct sales and the bring the coaching into it. If you move into leadership and direct sales, you will acquire, if, if you have any success, you will, you must acquire the ability to coach, the ability to move people, the ability to help people get from point A to point B um, to earn success because you you are as successful as the people that you help become successful. That And that's the beautiful thing about the, the direct sales industry. Like you truly have to help others in order to help yourself. And mm -hmm. so in your developing your coaching skills, being a coach, I'm, I want to know what are some of those nuggets that maybe people are don't always hear that helped you to build your business um, as a coach and in, in the direct sales that helped to catapult you to the levels of success that you had that maybe either other people didn't know or they knew and didn't apply as you did. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's get you some, let's get you some pace going. So um, I am a top performance trainer in the direct sales industry, not so um, that company is, I, is my daughter's now. So I'm kind of, I just do my thing. Um, so I 
train and work with corporates, corporations that are building companies and trainer, training people that are just coming into the industry that go, I don't want to take five years to get there. Please, they tell me it will. And or leaders that are like, I should be making my yearly income monthly. What's going on? There's something missing. And there's everything in between because by nature, when you come into direct sales, you can become an accidental leader. <laughs> you have people underneath you and you're like, Ooh, I didn't go to leadership school. What's going on here? Right. And, um, Oh, that person's personality is not my, not my flavor. Do you know what I mean? So there's all sorts of, um, I don't want to say tricks to the trade, but, uh, buffers, you know, things that are buffer. Um, I would say now you're talking to someone who lives off reverse engineering. Um, so I know that's not a word that no one, uh, it's not sexy. So not sexy. Um, but, a lot of times in the direct sales industry, we run, you know, it's like this promotion this month, um, the trips coming up in two months, the car bonus is this, this is the promo for this month. And I think that they're all fantastic. I, you need to have written down. I don't care. Like if I'm telling you, I would say that my office looks like a Tony Robbins garage sale. It looks like Tony Robbins and Brene Brown came in and redecorated, right? So I've got things like, look, I got a little sticker that says, ooh, print money, because that's mm -hmm. how easy money can happen. It can be printed. I've got little things that remind me what to do. I have things all over and those are part of reverse engineering. So if you're like, I want to hit that goal, I want to hit that rank, I want to hit that title, I want to hit that, decide when, and then legitimately, this is what I do with my people. I, I literally go, okay, let's figure out how you're going to do that and go backwards. So if you want to get to the trip and it's four months from now, what are you going to do two weeks before they announce the trip? You know, they're going to announce the trip. They announced it last year. It's always in August. Christmas always comes December 25th. It's no surprise. Like, Ooh, I don't have any money for Christmas. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the same day every year. Let's figure that out. Shall we every so we go backwards and figure out what you can do and make an agenda. So go backwards and make an agenda. If you know your trip's coming or the car's coming or the end of the year is coming and you want to hit something, what is it that you can do? One of the things that was absolutely a game changer was start tracking. Like people start tracking. Like I'll tell you in most companies, if you make two new calls a day and you do that five days a week, two new calls a day, five days a week and follow up on your old calls up to 14 times. Okay. Um, 14 then, times. Yeah. I have a, the, you know how I got to number one. Um, a lot of people ask you, right? You can imagine. They're like, oh my gosh, how'd you do it? You're, you're, you know, I did number one in brand partners and number one in customers. And no one's ever done it. I did it twice in one year or twice, you know, have number one in both categories. They're like, how did you do it? So I, I mean, I couldn't serve that many people. I couldn't answer that call. So I actually made a book. It's got me recording. You can QR code and I will tell you everything I did. And then it's a, I call it profit calling. Don't call it follow-up anymore. No one likes to follow up. Do you like to follow up? No one likes to I follow up. It no. just says, Ooh, I got, I got to work over my fear. Of Don't call it profit calling. That's what you're doing. Okay. You're profit calling. Yeah. Money starts at five. Money starts at five. 87% of people will close with you between the uh, 12th to 14th call. So if you're like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, by the time you call someone three times, you're probably like, I'm bothering them. You right. don't even need to make excuses. You're making it for them. I know they're renovating. They don't like me. Um, I'm bothering them. I'm too pushy. I'm one of those MLM home party by my burping lid kind of, you know, oh, oh my gosh. And you start making up all sorts of stuff in your head. And you know what that person's doing? Living, having life, going out with their husband for dinner, um, taking their mom to their doctor's appointments. They're not even thinking about you. No offense. You're lovely. We love mm -hmm. you. 
but they're doing life. And yeah. so you need to be prepared. And so I teach people how, you know, you don't call them 14 times. I teach them the different things that you do so that they see you 14 times. Coca-Cola hopes you see them 253 times a day. So when you take a look at it, I don't care if you're doing, I mean, if you only want $500 a month, yay, 500 bucks, that's $6,000 a year. That game changes. I mean, only 1% of the world make more than $23,000 a year worldwide global income. So if you're making 500 bucks a month, you know, selling a product that you just think's friggin' awesome, good on you. Like yay car, yay trip, yay medical bills, yay. Like that's fantastic. So um, I just teach people how to go through that process and how to have those 14 impressions upon somebody without it being 14 phone calls. But most people give up on the one, two, three, and then start, start having um, it affect their self-esteem when it, when it really, it's their business esteem. We build on the business esteem. It's got nothing to do with you. Have you always dreamed of doing voiceover from home, but have no idea how to get started? My name's Jesse Carroll, and I put together the perfect course for you. It's called the VoiceOver Jumpstart course. It's a course that's designed to take you from knowing absolutely nothing about voiceover all the way to everything you need to know to be a working professional in only six weeks. So if you want more information, head over to jessiecarrollcoaching.com and you can even book a one-on-one -on -one call with me if you want to find out if it's right for you. So thanks for listening to the Coach Up podcast and hope to see you in the course. The tracking that you talked about helps with that because it truly is a numbers game. So if you know that I have to be in front of this person 14 times in some shape, form, or fashion. So thank you for clarifying. Don't call them 14 times because I literally, I am a literal person. And I would have said, okay, so we're spacing those out every three and a half days. I'm going, but instead we're 14 times that you would need to be in front of that person before they're going to start to even, we can even think they're going to make a sales decision or a decision either mm -hmm. to, to do business with us or not then you can track it, as you said, and it becomes a numbers game. And so then it takes out the emotion of they don't like me because by the third time I haven't. No, it's just not enough. When you get to 17, it's not that they don't like you. It's just not one of the people who are going to be with you yeah. and you can track the other ones. And so I love that. Yeah. I bet there's something else though, with the tracking that you, that you did. Um, yes. Okay. So there's tracking. So tracking, just knowing to know what your results are. And that's kind of what I do as well. Um, another one would be your verbiage. So when I have someone new in the industry and um, we create verbiage, um, it's rarely about them, right? It's got to be about the other person. But the other thing about verbiage is if you, let's say you're calling people, let's just say you're having a home party. I, I don't know what, you know, let's say you're having a home party or you're having a jewelry or you're having this or you're having that or you're having an event at your home and you send out an invitation or you make three phone calls and if three people say no stop change your verbiage change your verbiage so i always have people like if i'm coaching them i'm like let's take this out what's your first three responses none okay let's do it maybe two more times none stop let's rework it i mean i i can't tell you i did a lot of my work um well you know been doing this for a while. So I was, you know, people go, oh, Deb's trade show queen. Like I'll get on a plane and I'll go do a trade show. And it cost me tens of thousands of dollars to teach what I teach people now. I mean, I literally stood there and tested verbiage and tested verbiage and tested verbiage till I got nine out of 10 people saying yes. When I had one out of 10 people saying yes. 
and you practice, you practice the verbiage and it's going to be different for everyone. It's really about painting the vision, not painting the product or painting the service, but what that does for them and the vision of maybe the company, the vision of the idea that, you know, that you're selling them. What is it? Like most people don't sell life insurance. They sell uh, safety for your family. You know what I mean? They, they don't, they sell peace of mind. Do you ever seen those advertisements? We don't sell life insurance. We sell peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go with, you go with what that's going to bring them, not what it's going to cost them. Um, if I'm throwing out tidbits, it's, if you have a promotion, it's not, it's not like, Oh, so let's say something's a hundred dollars and you have a promotion and it's $80. Um, I don't call people and go, oh my gosh, we got such a good deal. It's $80 today because that person wasn't thinking about spending $80 with you. It's like, oh my gosh, we have such a promotion. You get to save $20 today. Okay. Mm. I'll listen to your next sentence because everyone likes to save 20 bucks. So you leading with what they save instead of what it costs, things like that. And that's really an important part of your verbiage then. Yeah. I could. That's not just for people in direct sales, right? Like the two people that I coach the most, I, I have two niches. One is the direct sales industry. And of course, I coach many other people that want top performance out of verbal, but, you know, specifically direct sales industry. And then um, everyone always says, well, if you because I spent 27 years owning a private health studio mm-hmm. and I've done 30,000 clients and, you know, I'm a you know, I'm a you know, servant leader and all of that. But Deb, but I get called in to do like I got called yesterday to come in and, and create wealthy healers, you know, because I, I think whenever we're here to serve, right. And that's what direct sales people, you think of someone who comes into direct sales, they come into direct sales because they want to help people. Like they want to help people. They want to be in service. And so same as um, individual healing practitioners, they're like, I'm like, I know you're willing to give them more rice in their bowl than you have in your bowl and understanding sustainability. So these two, these two niches are pretty strong for me, but whatever I'm saying is applicable, even if you're whatever sector that you're doing, right? If you're going to lead with a price, don't lead with the price, lead with the savings. Yes. I love that with the savings and also paint the vision. And so I want to talk about the vision that you have created from your vast experience that you have had building businesses, working with individuals, but you also have a passion for showcasing women. And we, as you said from the beginning, let's talk about women's economics. So let's bring it to that point. You have an event that you are in the midst of doing, Mm -hmm. as well as this going to culminate in a humongous event that is all about showcasing women and women in business. So let's talk about that a little bit, because I want people to, one, I want people to be aware of it so they can join in. Um, And then two, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, how that came to be, why that's so passionate to your heart and how it's so impactful for women in business across the world. So tell us what the event is and what's going on. Sure. Um, Well, it is the largest author authorship and speakership event for International Women's Day that's ever been produced thus far. Um, how it started was at 31 years old, I had a planner, you know, a paper planner, which by the way, I'm a big fan of, by the way, I know electronic people are rolling their eyes right now. So paper planner, it was a woman's paper planner with beautiful black and white pictures and it went out of print. Um, okay, no Google back then. So it went out of print and I said, I will make one of these one day. I go on in my life of helping women, creating platforms, building businesses, what have you. And three years ago, I did that. But there was such a strong need for people to have the advice I just shared with you. So I did a reverse engineering strategic planning planner 
for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and anyone self-funding. Cool. Now there's beautiful things in there and the quotes and planners, but it wasn't that beautiful women's planner book, you know? So I have a media company. The media company is called Mission Accepted. What do we do? Create platforms through podcasts and TV and radio and what have you for people to come on that are entrepreneurs to shout out to the world what they do. So I'm a platform creator. Anyways, we had just finished doing a book. Actually, it was 22 women and five couples in the direct sales industry. And it was crazy. Five weeks, number one, 140 impressions in media. It was crazy. I called my publicist because I was going for a walk during the health challenge that our world had. It's going for a walk. And I heard the words, it's time scream so loud in my ear. I jumped everything that needed doing was doing. That's a different project. We'll talk about that in a different show that I got the inspiration from, but it was, it's time. I sat at my desk not long after, called my publicist and I said, it's time to do the women's book. And so we created this incredible book of 262 women, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, creatives and media, rock legacy and tell all. Rock legacy is so important because every woman who does something, they, they don't do it solely for just themselves. I've been doing this for a long time. It's their kids, their family, their mother, their community, their this, the world. They're like, you know, we're saving it, right? And so it's a platform book. So this whole full cover spreads all about them, their personal message, their business message, their passion message, and then a black and white picture, no headshots, no blazers beautiful black and white picture lifestyle. Yay. Off to the races we go. And it's awesome. And women are joining. We got celebrities. Don't walk each. It's going fantastic until I'm working a well-balanced life and nine o'clock at night or something. I'm sitting on the couch. Netflix is on in the back room. In the background, a, a movie gets sent up to the screen. You've watched, you know, shows like this. You should watch this one. It was a movie I had never seen before. And it was called Seeing All Red. I go, I look at it and I'm like, ah, it's got Steinem all over it. So meaning it's a political show. I'm not interested tonight. I put my head down to work. I hear, we've sent it three times, watch the damn movie. I watch the damn movie. It's the story of Gloria Allred who rocks it for women. I full transparency did not know the depth of her work. At the end of the movie, I'm like, if you can do that, I can do more. I called my publicist, says, we're not launching Christmas. We're launching International Women's Day. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'll <laughs> tell you tomorrow. I cancel my day the next day, watch the movie in silence and downloaded this incredible, powerful message. I got told that International Women's Day has become a Facebook posting day. And it's my job. I'm like, why stop pick on someone else? It's yeah. my job to get women to remember International Women's Day and honor it the way moms do Mother's Day. I'm like, what? So I just started writing. And what came from that was to do a summit on the eighth day of every single month to remind women to create a platform for women to refuel and or if they want to speak, inspire women all around the world. So we're, there's, we're, we do it on the eighth day of the month. We're the seventh month in. We've just, I just, our last numbers, the last 90 days, we've had 123 million impressions in media. And we have had 1,700 women come to these events and just fill up their bucket. We're going all the way to International Women's Day where we launched that book. Yeah. We launched the book. And then eight more weeks of summits, which takes us to the grand finale of the day before Mother's Day. It's all these eights and just incredible celebrities. We're all celebrities. Some of us have a little more following. That's groovy. We'll all get there. And um, and it's Amazon TV, Apple TV, Roku, 350 million viewership. And here's the beautiful thing. It is free because you can't have, you can't want to make a global impact 
and charge people 66 and 99 and 199 and la, 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 because women get funky with money. Like it or not, we get funky. You know, 10 bucks or $10,000. We're like, I don't know. Is it worth it? I don't know. Should I? Do I deserve to spend that on me? Okay. So we just okay. take that crap and throw it out the window. And you, women just come from all over the world. And those that support women, right? And uh, come and get filled up. And then for women that want massive exposure, um, it is a pay to play, but it is the investment. I mean, it starts at 150. Yeah. And women can come and get exposure and play in this. I'm, I'm calling it a soulpreneur sisterhood for sure. So yeah. It sounds amazing. I know we've talked about it before and yeah. it's to just have a platform with that frequency, there's the momentum that you've created and there's a momentum that continues and will continue to carry through 2024, through yeah. Women's International Day up till Mother's Day, which is a beautiful culmination where women can come and celebrate one another and learn from one another. And like you said, be exposed. And so I think yeah. the vision that you had is just amazing. And I'm so impressed with the fact that you've brought it to life. Seven months in, that's already huge. And then still yeah. another almost seven months, a little over seven months ago. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because there's a lot of uh, summits that happen back to back. So we are just over 25% um, into the summits. Oh, and wow. then, yeah, it goes to May 2024. And then we take uh, a breath because there'll be a lot of you know needs that need to get met. And then we're going book touring. And so we've got our hands out for any woman that wants us to come to their country and yeah. or their state or province or what have you. And we will start doing book tours for 2024 and 2025. Love it. Deb, there's never enough time. Time always runs no. short when I talk to amazing women such as yourself. I want you to tell people, one, how to get involved with yeah. summits and with the vision that you just described and then two how they can connect with you how they can pick your brain and plug into your brilliance and learn from you as well okay i make it really simple my website is debdrummond.com and there's a contact page you can contact me for anything there if you want to learn more about the book you can go to products and services on my website and see 262 because there's lots of books that we do 262 project and read the vision of this global solidarity for women. It's truly what it is. You can email me at deb at debdrummond.com. I am known as Deborah Drummond on many of my social platforms and a little confusing, but look, debradrummond.com was already purchased by some cool funky chick in LA. And um, so there's a lot of groovy. And uh, so you can, you know, uh, Facebook is Deborah Drummond, uh, LinkedIn is Deborah Drummond, but you can catch me there and then we can start doing some social media exchange conversation and all that good stuff. Love it. My last question, Deb, before we go, I yes. always like to ask my guests um, a few questions at the end, but respect yeah. time, I'm going to ask you, what is the one, actually, I'm going to ask you two really quickly. What is okay. the one book or podcast, including your own, because you didn't tell us about the podcast, so tell us about the podcast. Um, one book or podcast that you would recommend as an absolute must to consume. Okay. So you can go to mission accepted podcast and come get on the show. Uh, the book that changed my life was a book called living in the light by Shakti Gaiwan, S H A K T I G A I W A N. And it was a book that I read in my twenties, um, that made me really understand the true relationship between masculine and feminine energy and when to activate both. And it was the first confirmation that I had that it was okay that I had both inside me. So living in the light was just a powerful book that gave me permission to go live in the light 
and be a successful business person living in the light, being a creative living in the light, being a mom living in the light. It was just really game change, change changed my life. Those are the book recommendations that I asked for. And then the last question is, what app or tool would you not do business without right now? WhatsApp. Wouldn't do it without it. Um, an international global business. It is private. You can send videos. You can send. Yeah, I spend. If you want to reach me, text me or get me on WhatsApp. I do email once a day at 6 a.m. Um, if you want to build a global business, it is free. It is beautiful. You can do videos. You can be like right there with somebody. I do a lot of video messages like me videoing at my desk like, hey, and it builds such strong relationships and people get to know each other. So WhatsApp, absolutely 100%. Love it. Deb, thank you for all that you have going on. I'm very grateful that you stopped by and had a conversation with me on the Fetch Up podcast today. Thank you so much. This has been so great. Oh, thank you. I know what it takes to do with you, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the Coach Up podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone else, with another fellow entrepreneur, a friend who you know needs to hear this message. Also, if you've enjoyed listening to the Coach Up podcast, be sure to subscribe so that you get notification every time a new episode comes out. And if you would be so kind as to make sure that you go follow me at The Connection Collaborator on Instagram or LinkedIn at LinkedIn forward slash Kanisha Hart then I would be delighted to connect with you, hear from you, and hear your feedback on how the Coach Up podcast is helping you in your business. Again, as always, thanks for being a part of the Coach Up podcast. We will see you on the next episode.